I'm going to take you through 12 key moments or points in my life where I've had to make decisions where there's been big change involved and actually it's those decisions that have really taken me in a different direction than maybe I could have gone in if I'd chosen a different path. going to be sharing with you are the lessons that I have learned at the crossroads of my life. Now, if you're anything like me, you will experience so many different things throughout your life. You know, there'll be times when you are at different points of your journey where you've got key decisions to make. Maybe there are different options on the table. And at those critical crossroads, that is really where you have to stand up and make some decisions. And, you know, that isn't always easy. So what I thought would be helpful during this uh, video, during this particular podcast episode, which is going to be coming out as a podcast, is, you know, what are those crossroads that I've shared um, and experienced so that I can then actually, you know, maybe provide some support, guidance, some inspiration. So you're definitely not on your own with any of this. Life is tough. Business is tough. Not everything goes well, but it's how we deal with it that's so important, isn't it? So I am going to take you through 12 key moments or at points in my life where I've had to make decisions where there's been big change involved. And actually, it's those decisions uh, that have really taken me in a different direction than maybe I could have gone in if I'd chosen a different path. So I'm going to share that with you. Um, if you're not already following me on social media, please do. Uh, it's Jeanette Linfoot. You'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc. And of course, I have my podcast, Brave Bold Brilliant, which is already in the top one and a half percent of all podcasts in the world, where I interview really inspiring business leaders. And I also share solo content like this one as well. So please subscribe to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Share, comment, like, because my purpose in life is to help as many people as possible unlock greatness by being brave, bold, and brilliant. So let's get into this. Grab a pen and paper. It might be helpful to take some notes. So essentially, you know, as many of you know, I grew up in Manchester, very much from a very working class family. And actually, I was the only one in my family to go to university at the time. So there was a big pivotal point for me around, you know, that sort of age 18, deciding what am I going to do? So off I went to Leeds University where I studied economics. So, you know, through that whole three year period, obviously, you know, going to uni is a big deal. You've got the education side, but you've got the life experience as well. But the big thing that really stood out for me in terms of the lesson at that point was was just really about the whole pride of, of being that person in the family to, to kind of move into um, a university education. And that had two effects, really. The first one was it definitely propelled me forward and made me, you know, do the best I could academically because I didn't want to let anyone down. I certainly didn't want to let my parents down who had worked really hard to allow me to be able to get to uni in the first place. So there was that kind of pressure of, you know, being proud to be a trailblazer at the time in our family, but also that sort of sense of responsibility, if you like, and not wanting to let anyone down. So that was sort of one of the first key crossroads for me, really, that decision to go to uni and also how that propelled me forward. Now, I came out with a first class honours degree in economics, which was amazing. Um, but, you know, actually, 
it, it, you know, the education side was just one part of it. So, you know, feel very, very proud of what I did uh, during that time. The second um, actual sort of, I suppose, turning point in my life was post-uni. So I graduated in 1993. I'm showing my age now. And at the time, there was a big recession going on in the UK. And I literally was applying for hundreds and hundreds of jobs, absolutely hundreds. And I was getting knocked back after knocked back. You know, so many rejections, you couldn't, couldn't even imagine how many rejections I had. And that was with a decent degree, right? Um, even Rugby Cement turned me down for being on their graduate scheme. McCain Oven Chips didn't want me either. So it was really tough. But what did I learn about myself at that point was, um, one, work blooming hard. I was doing every single shitty job you could imagine, working in a chippy. I, I delivered the post at Kellogg's. I waited on at Old Trafford ground, you know, the cricket ground. I had a bar job. I did anything. I wiped tables in Debenhams. You know, I was not too proud to actually just do what needed to be done to bring some money in because I did not want to have to go back and be financially dependent on my parents, right? So I worked really hard. And then I ended up actually getting offered a position as a government economist in Whitehall. So I had a choice. Do I move to London and take that opportunity or do I stay up in Manchester where I was from? I had no intention to move to London, um, but that was the only job I could get. So I kind of took a deep breath. I pulled my big girl pants up and I moved to London. And at the time, you know, I said to myself, I'll be here two, three years. And then here we are, you know, <laughs> nearly 30 years of, of living in London or certainly part living in London during that time. So the point is the start of a journey, right? I didn't know that that move to London was going to be really a place that I would find great joy and absolute love the buzz of the city. And I still do to this day. And that first move that I had, you know, into that first proper job as a government economist, whilst it wasn't where I ended up spending, you know, most of my career, I was only there for a couple of years. Um, it was a great start. So I pushed out of my comfort zone. I started a journey that has then led to me being, you know, as I say, down in down in London for, for all those years. You know, so who would have thought sometimes you tell yourself something, but actually the reality is, is a bit different. So crossroad number three. Uh, well, there's been loads of crossroads, but I'm just picking out some of them. <laughs> so after my experience in the government economic service, I then the grey suits of the civil service were not for me. Uh, no offense to anyone that works in the civil service. It's a great profession for many, but it wasn't for me. So I then jumped into the travel industry, which is where I spent the majority of my career since then, um, until I more, more recently became an entrepreneur and, and jumped out and had a plural career recently. But anyway, I was in the travel industry. I, I started on a graduate scheme at Thomson. And then I had a decision to make in terms of, again, pushing out of my comfort zone. There was an opportunity for me to go to Barcelona. There, at the time, Tui had three businesses that were really struggling. Uh, they needed a lot of attention and care. And I had the opportunity. Someone asked me, the, the MD at the time asked me if I would go over to Barcelona and sort these businesses out. So I lived in Barcelona for a year. I said yes to the opportunity. It was the first big, really out of my comfort zone kind of professional role that I'd done. I didn't speak Spanish. Spanish. I certainly didn't speak Catalan, bar my, you know, my Spanish from school, uh, GCSE Spanish. 
But, you know, I went out there and I had um, an incredible business experience turning those businesses around, but also a life experience living overseas for the first time in a different culture. But it was really out of that comfort zone point at that crossroads. Now, I could have said no. I could have said no. I want to stay in my comfort zone. So, you know, if any of you have got opportunities coming up and you're really kind of nervous about it, cautious about it, not quite sure what you want to do. Well, you know, don't be don't be afraid. Uh, sometimes it's great to get out of your comfort zone. That's normally where the growth comes. And it certainly was the case for me. So then I came back to the UK, various uh, different roles in my career, etc. But then the fourth big crossroad for me was a game where someone saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And when I was at TUI, um, the strategic direction for the group was to invest in emerging markets at the time. A big strategic decision had been made. And my old boss, Richard Prosser, who I am eternally grateful to, even to this day, he's become a, a lifelong mentor for me. But at the time, he approached me and said, listen, we want to go into Russia and Ukraine. Obviously awful here, you know, seeing what's happening recently. But at the time, that was a real opportunity uh, in terms of a growth market and a new market, an emerging market. And asked, would I go over and run that whole project? Now, that project involved buying three businesses, two in Russia, one in Ukraine, under a joint venture with one of Russia's oligarchs, Mr. Mordashov, who was also the single largest shareholder in 2EAG at the time. And buying three businesses, very complex um, corporate finance, tax, etc., legal um, side of things, buying the businesses, ensuring those businesses were running and didn't, you know, the, the wheels didn't come off, rebranding the entire thing as TUI and relaunching to the market. I didn't speak Russian. I hadn't done any corporate finance. Again, it was operating in a different part of the world, which was really talk about out of comfort zone. But you know what? I said yes to the opportunity and I thought I'll figure it out later. Okay. And so what's the worst that can happen? I asked myself, if I fail and I'm not successful, well, I will have learned something, but if I don't go, I will always wonder why, what could have been. So you might be facing situations like that yourself where you're, you know, you're kind of trying to decide to take an opportunity or not. Well, all I would say is don't be afraid of failure. You know, sometimes it's by really just embracing that and going, well, how bad can it be? You know, unless someone is going to die in this situation, anything else from that is upside. Right. Um, so, yeah. So I said yes to that. And I ended up spending, gosh, probably over three years in Moscow and Kiev, you know, and back and forward to the UK, et cetera. But I learned so much. That was like the steepest learning curve. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a huge amount about business. I learned about cultural nuances. I I learned how to, how to survive in the extremely cold winters in Moscow where your mascara would freeze on the end of your... <laughs> On the end of your eyelashes i learned so much and it really catapulted me as a professional and then you know actually from that i then uh, got promoted and i became uh, a managing director of the emerging markets with with full p l accountability so my first md role you know that was scary 
And I would say at this point, the big lesson, so in terms of crossroads number five, was around the imposter syndrome, right? Now, I talk about this a lot, and it's something that I've had to definitely navigate through and deal with throughout my, my entire career in life. But I'm picking this one particularly because at the time, it was such a critical thing for me, you know, because I... You know, sometimes when you have the imposter syndrome, it's the feelings of not fitting in, not being good enough, being found out, despite the evidence that shows you are successful. So I definitely had to really overcome that in that first MD role. Also, I was reporting into uh, Peter Long, who was the group CEO for TUI. And again, you know, Peter was an amazing boss to me, but he's very tough, very alpha male in his style. You know, that required quite an adjustment for me in terms of, you know, working and building that relationship. And at the time, I also, the HR director, Jackie Simmons, said to me, listen, I think you'd benefit from having um, a coach. So I, I had a coach at that time in my career. I'm a massive believer in mentoring, coaching to really help you scale up and get to the next level. So that, again, helped me hugely to actually, you know, go navigate through that, that situation and to thrive through it. But there were so many times when I'd walk into the boardroom as the only woman in the boardroom with a P&L. And that's tough. Thankfully, things have improved um, since then, <laughs> but we still got some work to, to do. But, you know, you could either walk into a room thinking there's going to be a problem, in which case there probably would be, or you can walk into a room and actually just think, you know what, I'm just going to do the best I can. So I'm a big believer that, you know, you, you've kind of shoulders back, deep breath, walk in, even though you feel absolutely fearful about a situation, just go and do it anyway. So that was turning point number five. Crossroad number six was really going to Saga. Um, so after TUI, I then become the, became the CEO of the travel division for Saga. Uh, so I had four businesses at the time. And this was about turnaround. This was about actually taking a business that had been in terminal decline for quite some time in terms of Saga holidays. The other businesses were actually pretty strong. Destinology had been recently acquired. Uh, Titan was a very, very strong business anyway. And then I had a whole operation around VIP transfers and chauffeur service, etc. That was 13 million quid just to operate that small business. Anyway, at this time, it really was a turnaround job. So I had to really dig deep and think strategically, think creatively, dissect every element of that business in terms of why it had been like in terminal decline for so long. How could we improve the profitability? You know, and during the time I was there, I'm delighted to say with the team, you know, it's always about the team that we got that business back into double digit growth in terms of the revenue and actually doubled the EBITDA performance during that time, which I'm incredibly proud about. But to me, the lesson here was around when you're looking at a business that has got issues in it, you absolutely have to dissect and look at every element and see where you can add value but have an absolute clear vision that you're heading towards because that is going to help you with that strategic roadmap, break that down into manageable chunks and creating the right people and the right team around you is so, so important. So that was a big uh, kind of learn really in terms of turnaround uh, businesses. So crossroad number seven, this one is really about my decision to move out from being a corporate CEO in the travel industry, which I had you know, been incredibly well known for for many, many years, and actually deciding to take a plural route, become an entrepreneur, set up my own businesses, 
And, you know, here, the lesson is around the story I used to tell myself. And this might resonate with some of you. You know, the story we tell ourselves often influences what we actually believe. So, you know, I had always told myself that I was a fantastic corporate CEO operating with those large, you know, listed businesses, that are FTSE 100 businesses, FTSE 250 businesses in that whole big world of corporate life. And I knew I was good at that because I had a proven track record. But I used to tell myself I'm not very entrepreneurial. Now, now, three, four years later, I know that is not the case because I am an entrepreneur now and I have a portfolio of my own businesses. And I go in and I advise large corporates. I advise private equity houses. I mentor people to scale up and be the best version of themselves. I have a property investment business with my partner, Chris. I've built a podcast from scratch, you know, that's now in the top one and a half percent of all podcasts in the world. So I'm not saying any of this to brag. You know, I'm not saying, oh, aren't I wonderful with, you know, having created a multi-million pound business, you know, not at all. But the point here is sometimes the stories that you tell yourself can be the most damaging and can really constrain you. So in my journey from turning from corporate CEO to entrepreneur and having a plural career, um, it's been a fantastic experience. It's not always been easy, mind. Lots and lots of challenges along the way, for sure. However, you know, it's it's really quite, if it's something you want to do, uh, then, you know, it, I would encourage you to do it, but it's not for everyone. So you can make a big transition, but the story you tell yourself is really important. So it doesn't hold you back. So crossroad number eight, becoming a property investor. So this has been really interesting because, you know, when I was so busy running those big organizations, those huge global businesses, you know, that took all my attention, really. It took all my attention and focus. And it was, you know, they're tough, those jobs. They really are. They, they're very demanding. And um, so at that point, whilst we had sort of dabbled in property, we hadn't done a huge amount. And really, the lesson here is around creating passive income and multiple streams of income for yourself in your life. So when you're in a job, that can be fine. That's great. And you will earn a salary. But, for, for you know, it's actually really helpful to have a few different revenue streams, a few different income streams. Now, whether it's property, whether it's something else, doesn't matter. But the principle here was around saying, OK, holistically, in terms of financial health, what makes sense for us right now? Uh, so the journey in terms of investing in property and having a property business has really helped Chris and I, you know, create passive income and having multiple streams of income. Because often you will find that there might be something going on in one business or in, in a particular job. And you're able to kind of cross fertilize. You're able to, you know, when one is up, the other's down. So it allows you to really not be overly dependent on one income stream. So that has been hugely helpful. So crossroads number nine, moving from London to Manchester to Mumbles. OK, so we had lived in London for a very, very long time, nearly 30 years. I've lived in London. Um, and when we we're investing in property in Manchester, we decided to move to Manchester so we could be closer to our business up there. Um, now, we, that was great because we it helped us to grow the property business, etc. But from a lifestyle point of view, we weren't really enjoying living in Manchester, even though I am from there, I'm very proud of where I'm from, you know, just from a lifestyle choice, it wasn't really working for us for various reasons. And we made some some decisions that, you know, we could have in hindsight, we should have made different decisions. Anyway, the point is, rather than sit there and not be really content with with what we where we were, we made a decision to move again. 
So we've moved again now to Mumbles, which is down in South Wales. And the point here is around be decisive. If something isn't working, so many times people will sit on things and just kind of moan about it and not actually take any action to shift into a different scenario. So, you know, all I would say to you is if you're not happy in any particular location, role or whatever, don't just sit there moaning about it. Think about what's going to give you joy. What do you really want from your life? And make a bloody decision and then take the action. And because if it doesn't work out, again, you do something different. It's fine. But the worst thing is to sit there and not really embracing and doing what's going to make you happy. Life is too goddamn short, let me tell you, right? Um, none of us know how long we've got. We've recently lost some, some friends, you know, we've had people pass away. Makes you think, you know. So I would say don't, don't regret making a choice. But if it's not working out, don't just sit there moaning about it. Get on and, and make another move. So that was crossroads number nine, the move from London to Manchester to Mumbles. <laughs> and here we are today. OK, number 10, crossroad number 10, becoming a podcast host. And if you're watching this on YouTube in the video or on the live, you'll see the poster behind me. Brave, bold, brilliant. My gosh, when I was standing up in front of the analyst presenting at the Capital Markets Day for Saga, if someone had said to me, you're going to become a podcast host, I would have laughed my head off. I would never have thought I would do that. But here we are. I started the podcast in July 2020 during lockdown because I thought people really need some support, guidance, inspiration. We can learn a lot from each other. And I was also had a great mentor called Rob Moore, who's still my mentor today. And Rob really encouraged me to start a podcast. If it hadn't been for Rob, I would never have started the podcast. So I'm eternally grateful to Rob and his encouragement. And I love it. I'm now on episode 326 or something like that, um, which is incredible. Who would have thought that? And the podcast is in the top one and a half percent of all podcasts in the world. You know, and I have got to interview so many inspiring people, whether it's Lord John Bird, the founder of The Big Issue, whether it's Rory Underwood, you know, incredibly famous in the world of rugby, whether it's Leon Britton, premiership footballer, Johan Lundgren, a good friend of mine who's a group CEO of EasyJet. I've interviewed Matt Fidesz, Michael Jackson's bodyguard and the largest martial arts franchise business in Europe. You know, I have so many, so many. Mark Wright, who run, ran, won The Apprentice and then was a business partner of Lord Sugar, recently sold his business, Climb Online, for north of 10 million quid. All these really fascinating, interesting people that have shared their journey and have really, you know, helped inspire so many others and inspire me as well. You know, Duncan O'Rourke, absolutely incredible CEO of the premium mid-scale economy um, for Core Hotel in Middle East, Africa, Turkey, Pacific and Asia, and has now actually become an incredible client of mine. So this podcast of mine, which I do because I love and I'm interested in people and I love business, and this is a perfect combo, has opened up so many worlds for me. So unexpected delights 
don't close anything down too soon. It can really lead to, you know, all sorts of opportunities that you never, ever imagined. So I am a big believer in having a plan, having a strategy. But sometimes it's great to just go with the flow and see what happens, see where it will lead. So Brave Bold Brilliant, if you're not subscribed, please do. And if you don't mind, it would absolutely do me a huge favor if you could leave me a five-star review and spread the word, right? I want to take this really global, global, global. We're already listened to in 120 countries, which is fabulous. But anyway, unexpected delights in your life. Um, whether it's podcasting, where it's something totally different, you know, have a, have a think about what's going to give you joy. Right. Crossroad number 11. I'm nearly there. I've got 12 of these to share with you. So brave, bold, brilliant. It has helped me find my purpose, right? So your purpose in life often changes, right? That's normal as you evolve through your life. But as I have been on this journey, you know, and I'm now at 51, grand old age of 51, who, how the hell did I get to that age? Anyway, here we are. Um, you know, it really has helped me realize what's important and why I'm here on this planet. And it might sound slightly twee when I say, tell you what it is, but this is it. So my purpose in life is to unlock greatness in myself and others by being brave, bold, and brilliant. That's it. It drives everything I do. It's the title of the podcast. It's why I do my one-to-one -one mentoring to really help people scale up their business, their careers, their life. It's why I do the advisory work I do with, with businesses, whether it's Virgin Atlantic, whether it's Manchester Airports Group, whether it's a core hotels, you know, nationwide building society, all these incredible businesses that I have the opportunity to, to advise and work with. It's all about being brave, bold and brilliant in business, as an individual, in your life, your career. Right. So I'm really clear on my purpose. And that has really helped keep me grounded. It helped keeps me focused. It helps me push out of my comfort zone as well. And, you know, I live and breathe these values. I'm so, so pleased and, you know, really grateful to have found them, um, you know, organically. But here we are. So find your purpose. What's your purpose? What's your reason why? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? What legacy do you want to leave? for your family, for your kids, for the people you care about? What do you want written on your gravestone? You know, this is important stuff. And it doesn't all have to be a massive big purpose. It could be something quite small. And that's absolutely brilliant, whatever it is for you. But really think about what, what you want in life. Why are you here? And then my final point has got to be an ode to my lovely partner, Chris. So my, my final learning and crossroads but constant kind of crossroads because we've been on this journey together is about love you know have the right people in your life you know chris has been the absolute rock by my side always encouraging me always helping me be the best version of myself that i can possibly be i could not do what i do without him in my life right and um i'm, I'm eternally grateful for that and you know we don't always agree <laughs> Very often we, we won't agree, but we have real conversations. And, um, you know, so so have the right people in your life, you know, whether it's a um, whether it's a, a romantic relationship, whether it's a relationship with a friend, a mentor, a coach, whatever it might be. But, you know, have the right people around you that are going to support, guide, also not take your BS, are going to call you out when you need to be doing things. So, yes, Chris, 
Thank you for putting up with me with all my weirdness and all my craziness. And uh, yeah, you know, whatever you're doing, just think about the people you're spending time with. Make sure you've got the right people in your life. And, and if you haven't, then sometimes you have to make some some important choices. Right. And that's OK as well. So anyway, here we are. I've shared 12 big crossroads in my life lots of lessons in there it's a bit longer than I anticipated this to be to be honest but um I could talk for hours and hours obviously I'm a good talker um but you know genuinely do not be afraid about being at crossroads you know you can go right you can go left the reality is you're never going to know what the alternative would have been right so just make a choice <laughs> embrace that journey you know life is precious life is special enjoy what you do, make sure you're spending time with the right people um, and that you're putting good out in the world because I'm a massive believer that when you put good out in the world, the law of reciprocity will have its way of working and will come back to you tenfold. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Don't be afraid of the crossroads. Take the lessons, embrace the failings. That's brilliant. That's where you grow. And whatever you're doing, you know, be brave, be bold, be your brilliant self. There's no one better at being you than you. So, you know, embrace it. As I say, I'd love to connect. If we're not connected on social media, please reach out. Let's connect. If you're not following the podcast, please do subscribe because it really means that then you get notified every time there's an episode and it really helps me reach more people. So whatever you are doing today, have a fabulous day. And remember, be brave, be bold and be absolutely brilliant. Take care, everyone. Have an amazing day. Bye. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.